0: Welcome back to the Todd Duncan podcast. This is where success happens. A member of the industry syndicate. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help
1: you win and give you your best life ever.
0: Well, hello everyone, and welcome to High Trust Coaching Live. I am Hope Borman, and I am the divisional president for High Trust Coaching. Today, I have one of our High Trust Coaches with us, Wayne Angelo. So, welcome, Wayne.
1: Good morning. Welcome.
0: Uh, great. Um, so, you know, it's, it, I, you know, I love doing these calls with you, Wayne. So, we've been looking forward to it all morning. So, um, in keeping with the spirit of High Trust, um, I wanted to just kind of let you all know that we bring High Trust Coaching Live to you every Wednesday morning with one reason and and one reason only, and that is to make an impact in your business and your life. Each week, I invite one of our high-trust coaches to join me for an interview and a conversation to help you maybe unpack some certain strategies, maybe give you some food for thought, and at a minimum, have you walk away with something you could implement into your business to grow your business. So um, with that, today we're going to be discussing the law of the courtship. And the law of the courtship says for a relationship to be right on the outside, it must first be right on the inside. So just to be clear, we're not going to be talking about online dating or finding your soulmate. No, the, the law of the courtship talks about how we build relationships within our organization as well as outside of our organization with our referral partners and our clients. So Wayne, let's get started. You ready? Of course. Okay. So I'm going to repeat that one more time for a relationship to be right on the outside. It must first be right on the inside. Rain, can, Wayne, can you unpack that for us a little bit?
1: You know, it's kind of funny. Your intro was talking about dating. Because <laughs> it's, it's it's actually kind of applicable in a parallel. Mm-hmm. Are you looking to go on a date? Or are you looking to find a partner? No, you're not going to marry your, your, your referral partner, but who are you to them? And, and what do you want to know about them? You know, it's, the process of deciding who you wanna be a partner with is a big deal. Are you a vendor or are you a partner? And with your real estate partner is the people you you choose to do business with. Um, and that's the important part, choose. Who do you want to do business with? So in, in order to, to know that, you have to know a lot about the individual, not just give me a loan, but how do we work together to create an amazing customer experience so that you can build the referrals. And it, it reminds me when I, I go back to Tony, by the way, I don't know if you know what he's doing right now, but it's amazing. When I started coaching with Tony, he was going to fire or get rid of his one of his number one realtors. And mm-hmm. because the way she did business was contrary to the customer experience. And so I said, wait, don't don't get rid of her, retrain her. Teach her, show her, and explain the value of referrals. For every person you do a loan for, you should get one referral every three years. Mm-hmm. So he went back and retaught her how to redo her business so that she could get the referrals she wanted by instead of being transactional, being relational. But that mean they had to form a partnership so that they could work together. But how do you form a partnership if you only get to the surface? Mm-hmm. Right. So the, the, one of the big goals I think, especially in, in building your, in your your mortgage uh, business, your practice is like when you're working in a transaction, the, the wheel the spokes, the listing agent, you want to find out who that person is, not just, hey, I'm doing the mortgage, but who are you? Mm-hmm. And and so it's a vendor partner relationship, which is kind of like dating. It was kind of funny you said that. How do you how do you verbalize yourself to the realtors? Hey, do you have a loan for me or how do we work together? Mm-hmm. And then I go to the law of the iceberg. You know, when you look at an iceberg, you, all you see is the tip. But if you don't find out more about what's beneath the surface, it's always going to be a surface relationship. Does that make sense, Hope?
0: Yeah, it certainly does, Wayne. And I was just thinking as you were talking, I was thinking to myself, is there ever a time that anyone should compromise or dilute their core values with regard to what they want in a relationship, whether it be a partnership, a borrower relationship, or even someone within their own organization that works within their organization? Is there any time <clears throat> that it would that you would dilute that or compromise on that?
1: Hope when you dilute your core values, <clears throat> you dilute who you are. Mm-hmm. So no, you can never compromise your core values, especially for money. Cause what right. we're talking about is, is transactional versus relational. No, um, you can't do that. It, well, you can, but what kind of life do you want to live? Is it what's the high trust life? Yes. You know, I was talking to one of my um, coaching members who's building a team. He wants to hire. And I said, What's the first thing you look for in an individual? He says, drive. I said, okay, I can live with that. Drive is important. What's the second thing? And it's trust. And, and if you don't have a, a core trust, that means there's a compromise. And when you compromise your own integrity, it's compromised. What mm-hmm. does Todd say? Trust is the hardest to gain, mm-hmm. the easiest to lose, and the yeah. most important to hold on to. Well, yes. if you don't have a core value, how can you be trusted? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I look at the, the realtors, I'm a little bit in my career a long time, and I don't want as many realtors as I did 20 years ago. I just don't because, you know, I'm, I'm in a different place in my career. Mm-hmm. The people I choose to do business with mm-hmm. the people I trust, people that care about the customer experience, yes. and actually people that care about the customer. And I look mm-hmm. at mortgage strategies, not just mortgage transactions. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge difference. And Tony, he turned around from 15 loans a month, I won't tell you what he's doing this month, but it's over seventy, and he did it by building those relationships, mm-hmm. and building the trust with the people that he does business with, mm-hmm. and businesses just out of the park, just out of the park. It's amazing what he's doing. It was yeah. all built on trust and key relationships.
0: You know. Okay, so let's let's just you know throw it you know throw a curveball in here. So let's say Tony had this same conversation with the same agent who he was about to fire and um, it was going His intention was to explain the customer experience, um, what he, how he has fashioned his business. And the agent said to him, well, that's great, but that's not the way that I run my business. And that, you know, that, that does, that's not a fit for me. What would that, what would that conversation then sound like Wayne?
1: I think you have to make some decisions at that point. Yeah. Because if you compromise and you do business with just anybody, Then, you know, you're going to get the tough loans. You're going to get the hard loans. You're going to get the things that are that are time consuming. Mm -hmm. That's a crossroad of deciding, is this person the person I want to be in a relationship with? Mm -hmm. When you're young in your career, sometimes you take loans that you need to just to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. And and I hate to say that, but, you know, you do because you have to pay. the. But when you get a little longer in the tooth in the mortgage industry, who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. What's your game plan? Where do you want to be five years from now? And yes. and I think where you want to be five years from now or a year or a year and a half down the road is 10 to 15 like-minded individuals that care about the people, that care about the business, that care about how people are served. And if that person is not the right person, then unfortunately you might have to move on and, and decide that that's not a good long-term partner. Mm-hmm. It's also how you say things. If you say to somebody, you know, do you have a loan for me? You're talking as a vendor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do do? Hey, how can we work together? And, and, and I think that goes back to high trust the interview to be straight up, which is the single most important component. Mm-hmm. You know, what's, what success mean to you? What does a successful transaction look like to you? What's a successful relationship with your mortgage partner look like to you? Yeah. But even Andy Andrews, Todd Duncan, the value i'm listening to andrews and he's amazing i remember he spoke at duncan one year it was great but the, the value and then todd says this and it's so true the quality of the answer is straight up the quality of the question to begin with yeah fortunately over time you might have to keep that person on to do some transactions if it's what is required to pay your bills but long-term strategy is person's not a good partner don't make them a partner
0: well, right. you know, I mean, you know, that's that's definitely one approach. And um, and and I understand that there is, you know, when you're when you're starting in the business that sometimes you are going to compromise, but you know, I mean, at some point in time, when does the compromise end? And, you know, as Todd teaches us, you know, what we tolerate persists. That's right. So, and if we weren't willing, if Tony wasn't willing, which I know Tony was, um, to be get up and walk away from that table to say, let's agree, Doctor, let's let's agree to disagree and have a nice day, then he, would, he, I'm sure that he was absolutely willing to do that because oh, oh. and go out and seek the agents and the referral partners that did believe in, you know, that did believe in his core values or their own core values were in alignment with his, with regard to the customer experience. Wouldn't you say?
1: I mean, yeah, you have to, you have to make a move on that, on that yeah. non-relationship. Sure. How quickly you make the move, the, the sooner, the better. <laughs> no. but you know but then it goes back to the whole process how are you how are you building new relationships so i go back to the pyramid add value mm-hmm. and i love the book theory i love to send books to people they love them add value first law mm-hmm. reciprocity add value yep number exactly. two high trust interview who is this individual and that's why i love working the listing agent so much because you know when you call the listing agents when you introduce yourself what do you say are you scripted or you just calling them saying, hey, I'm handling your listing on 123 Main Street. Here's mm-hmm. my name. Call me if you need me. Or, hey, how do we work together during the process? Mm-hmm. You want to see if that is somebody you're interested in doing business with. Not just anybody should be in your book of business. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Nope, you're right. The sooner you, the soonest you can. I'm, I'm, if it's a wrong person, if it's a terrible fit. Like I'll never forget. I swear to God, I, I can't believe this happened. Sitting with a huge realtor, massive realtor could have made me a ton of money. And then we're sitting at lunch. He goes, Wayne, I I know you. I know you do good business. But here's the way I do business. Jane Doe at ABC Title, every once in a while, she hands me an envelope full of cash. And he actually said that to me in her name and her title company. I looked at him straight in his eyes. And I said, I'm not your guy. It's never going to happen. That's compromise. I would never in a million years compromise my integrity, my core values. Exactly money. I don't care what the, accept- I don't care.
0: Absolutely. Or, or
1: somebody yeah. that might be a little tougher loan and to work with somebody. As long as yeah. I'm not compromising my integrity, my values, I might play for a little bit, but not for long.
0: No, exactly. Because the thing is, is that I'm, you know, I mean, I, I mean, you and I both know we've been in this business long enough to know that if a relationship is, is not good and it's not in alignment with their core values, it's, it's, it's always going to be not good. The right. whole, everything is going to be, every transaction, every client, every, you know, every experience is not going to be good. So we have, how long do we really want to perpetuate that, right? Not uh,
1: no. at all. That was long enough. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Exactly. So so Wayne, Todd teaches us in high trust selling that relationships have two parts, form and essence. Can you talk to us a little bit about that?
1: Um how you interact with people, how you serve people mm-hmm. is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Are you transactional in the way you do your business? Mm-hmm. It's, it's really interesting because another, another man that, that I'm, I have the pleasure to coach Ron, when I met him, he was all transactional. He really, was, he didn't understand the differential, the, how to differentiate that between a transaction. And, and we've worked on, on the trust and the relationships and he's, it's going really, really well. Mm-hmm. But we're not dealing with mortgages. We're dealing with families.
0: Yes. We're not dealing with
1: houses. We're dealing with homes. Yes. And and and, and so the core, why are you in this business? Mm-hmm. Are you in this business just to make a lot of money? Mm-hmm. If you are, then you are. Mm-hmm. If you want to make a lot of money in this business, serve people. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to think I'm nuts, but I actually tell people sometimes I don't help people. Mm-hmm. I have a helpful attitude, but I'm hired to serve people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm the best mortgage service provider in my community Mm -hmm. that's my goal and that means that i have to think about what's important to the clients Mm -hmm. you know i I get a a text from a friend this morning hey would it be okay if i refer my brother to you for mortgage business i'm like yeah i love referrals for friends and family Mm -hmm. that's humbling but that's built so at this point in my career i have less realtors but i have a database of 1600 clients Mm -hmm. i stay in touch with them and they know me and i and and I get referrals like crazy. That's mm-hmm. the long term goal. That's mm-hmm. what Tony taught his agent. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. be transactional. Be relational. Right. Serve the right. client, and you'll get more business that you know what to do with. And it worked.
0: Well, there are two. There are in our industry. Um, what I have found is that there are two lender, two types of lenders in our industry, and that is you know a transactional lender, and that is the relationship lender. And the transactional lender is always going to be and forever will be, you know, competing at, at a speed and or rate in a rate environment right. um, so that there there's no relationship there. So if the next guy has a better rate, guess what? You're gone with that. And you probably won't even get a telephone call. Right. right? Um, so it's just kind of, again, what you were talking about earlier, what type of business do you want to be running? Who do you want your clients to be and who do you want your referral partners to be? And what do you, what do you want your business to look like?
1: You know, to hope you just encapsulated it, it's your business, it's your practice. Yeah. You know, what are you building? Are you building a transaction based or relationship based? And especially today, Mm -hmm. excuse me, in this rocket mortgage and this quick and mortgage loan world where it's non-personal, non-relational, I can't compete in that space. I mean, I can, comp- and I don't want to compete in that space.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I want to compete in the space of serving families. Yes, I want the referrals of people that that know, like, and trust each other. And i you know, well, you do exceptional over the long term by doing that. Yes, exceptional. But it's it's not just about what you do, but who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's the high trust methodology, straight up. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you somebody that? And and it's got to be real. You know, it it I'm unfortunately, not everybody's gonna take the methodology hope. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's gonna care about building a long term practice but doing a loan today. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny you should say that, Wayne, because it does take patience. It does take patience. And I know that when in in coaching, we go through the high trust interview and we role play with our coaching members to, you know, to make sure that they feel comfortable with it and that they have the patience. And one of the things that I notice is that as soon as, you know, they, they need to maintain and hold their breath and have patience with the conversation itself before we even start talking about transactions, before we start talking about interest rates, before we start talking about God forbid, loan programs. You know, I mean, agents hear loan programs and there's just rockets going over their heads. Their eyes are glazing over because they really don't care. What they really right. care about is they care about the relationship. They care about how are you going to treat my client? Are you going to communicate with my client? Are there going to be, you know, 11th hour mini dramas? Um, you know, t- you know and, and if there is a problem, they want to have the confidence that you're going to solve it.
1: Or are you selling or serving? Yeah. Are you selling are, or serving? are you selling or are you serving people? Yes. If you go into real estate, obviously you start talking about the same thing. Every other lender says, well, we got great rates. Well, if you don't have the best rates, just mm-hmm. go back to bed because you're done. Right. Um, but what, what are you actually out there to do? Yeah. I mean, really, we all kind of go the same well for our money, right? Fannie, Freddie, Ginny agency. The same not What's the differentiator? It's not product, Right. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, somebody talks, rate. That's a really important question. Yeah. We get to that. But before we get to that, yeah. let's talk about what's important. Yes. So yes if you're going to sell rate, get up in the morning, call everybody. If you have the best rate, go back to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but but at the end of the day, when you're out there, are you selling? Or are you building relationships? Yes. Yes. And there's a huge differentiator between the two hope
0: hmm. Yeah, there is. There's a huge and it's a very, very big is a very big gap in between the two. So, Wayne, what would be a good rule to follow to cultivate relationships that are a good fit? Learn be how it? to listen. Learn how to listen. Oh, I love that. Talk be, to me about that. Be
1: prepared when you go out like I never forget. I called a realtor one time. Her name was Casey. And I said, Casey, I said, I'd like to interview you. I actually said that on the phone. She goes, you know, Wayne, I know your end game. I love your approach. Yeah, and I sat down with her, and I had scripted questions. I was ready. Mm-hmm. It was literally an interview. And what's an interview mean? I looked it up. It's fact finding. So are you going out to meet with possible partners to fact find, or to to spew, to mm-hmm. just throw up all over the desk of information and sell them as to why they should use you? That's what everybody else does here's why you should use me. My company does this. My CEO said it brilliantly one he goes, don't sell on closing on time. Cause that's a, that's the minimal barrier to entry to this game. Yeah. That's the, that's, it's like somebody says, if I have better credit, do I get a better interest rate? No, you don't. Mm-hmm. Good credit's expected. Mm-hmm. If you have bad credit, you get a worse rate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So are you out there interviewing people? Or are you out there selling? Are you interviewing to find out how to serve people? Are you trying to, t- for your own ego, which is when you're out there selling, telling everybody how wonderful you are, you're filling your ego. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What's better is find out who they are. Mm-hmm. Do you actually want to do business mm-hmm. with these individuals? Right. There's 1,600 realtors in my in my area. I want 15. Yeah. I want them all. So right. you want to go out there and interview and fact find the 15 to 20 you want to partner with. hmm you can get 20 agents giving you one loan a month or 10 agents giving you two loans a month. Right. Or 10 agents giving you three loans a month. Which model do you want? Mm-hmm. It's Business by design. Mm-hmm. Are you running your practice mm-hmm. or is your practice running you?
0: Right. Exactly. I totally agree with you. So um, let's move it. Let's take, move this along a little bit and let's take the conversation up a level. So I want to talk a little bit about how the law of the courtship applies within an organization. This week, I've had several conversations with several of my master level coaching members, and because of the extreme capacity, there, you know, there's, you know, there's pain points with within their fulfillment teams, with their processors, with their LOAs. Um, a lot of it has to do with the, you know, with the their the overwhelm and the capacity, and some of it has to do with the with their own leadership. There are those that, um, you know, in their in our fulfillment teams that have a specific way of doing something. I have a master level coaching member who's talking to me yesterday and she said, my processor won't delegate. I've gotten two other people to help move, move the pipeline, um, to help support some of the, some of the, you know, some of the other pieces of the processing, um, the processing process. And there she says, hope I'm afraid to ask her to change her process. You know, and she, you know, and so it was like a very interesting conversation because we were talking about the fact that here is the top producer that is bringing in oh anywhere from ten to twenty million dollars a month in production every month. She's hired two more people to to support and help move the pipeline, and she's afraid to talk to her to her. Processor or ask her processor to change her process because she fears that there's going to create a problem and she can't afford for there to be a problem. So, how does the law of the courtship apply to a scenario like that? How do we build uh, relationships within the organization that inspires leadership and ownership?
1: You know, it reminds me of a story. A friend of mine owns a a pretty good-sized title company. He came to me one day, we're sitting actually in the Chesapeake Bay at the dock. He goes, I went to Jill and said, it's my way or the highway. I said, you're an idiot. He said, what do you mean? I said, look, you want to make changes in your organization. I got it. I would have gone to Jill and said, Jill, those are things that are really important to me. I have some strategy I'd like to try and implement. Mm -hmm. I'd like your feedback. Mm -hmm. I'd like you to to help me understand this. You you know, it's, how do you feel about this? But, so it goes back to the same thing. Mm -hmm. I'm blessed, My, my top, my sister's been with me 16 years. My uh, top load a dozen most of my teams and one of my loan officers told me because the reason I'm I I love working with you, mm-hmm. not for you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: with you is you mm-hmm. always have my back,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you always do what's right for the customer. Mm-hmm. So what do we manage in people? We manage egos. I hate to say that, but we really do. And and if you don't treat somebody well inside your organization, people don't quit their jobs, they quit their bosses. Mm-hmm. Right? If you want to be a dictator. You don't don't be a dictator. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. But, but talk to people. Well, what can we do in our environment to improve the customer experience? Mm-hmm. How can I serve you mm-hmm. as one of my team members? You know, but they have to feel like a team. I've been buying lunch a lot for my team lately. Yeah. You know, they're working. They're working hard. You yeah. know, I'll, I'll go out to a deli and have lunch delivered a couple times a week. Yeah. I say thank you all the time. Yeah. I gave out some bonuses. I mean. I discussed with, with one of my principals that, you know, we as loan officers, as producers, as managers are making some pretty good money right now. Are we sharing that wealth with mm-hmm. our team? Mm-hmm. Are we letting them know that they matter, mm-hmm. that they're important? Are we letting them know that their voice can be heard? Mm-hmm. I, well, you know, I, I,
0: that's that's incredibly important. And we've been talking, we've been coaching a lot To that for this past month. And now I think that there needs to be maybe even a higher level conversation, Wayne. I think that we need to be having a higher level conversation with our fulfillment team and giving them a voice and asking them, what can we be doing differently? What, you know, where are the pain points? Where are the challenges? What can we be doing differently? And when a problem does arise, when when a transaction goes south, or something goes wrong because somewhere along the line, something got dropped or missed because of the volume, you know, that we don't, that we use that as an opportunity to say, okay, let's look at this. What happened? What could be, you know, what went wrong? And what are we gonna do differently going forward?
1: If everything goes perfectly, you're not gonna learn anything.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: It's funny, talking to Tony again, Tony was running up against the wall with trying to get the job done Mm -hmm. six, eight months ago. Mm-hmm. He looked at his team and, and what we decided to do was was he he made one of his key people the team captain. Sure. So the team goes to the team captain. Uh-huh. If the captain can't fix it, they come to Tony. So he delegated whatever he could to the captain to make decisions with trust, of course. Sure. But Tony's always there. And that's how Tony went from fifteen to seventy five loans. Yeah. He now has a team captain that that, that he can and Tony's not working as a gazillion hours. He's smart. But the team captain can take care of most of the issues. But if you don't listen, look, this is extraordinary times in the mortgage business. Mm-hmm. Thirty-five years in the business, this is about as stressful as I've ever seen it. <laughs> um, and and people are going to try and hire away well, your key people. Mm-hmm. But if you love your people and you care about your people, and they know it, you know, I just hired a new a new a, a production assistant for one of my loan officers. She said, "This business is stressful. I, I remember why I get out of it five years ago." Now she goes, "But I got out because I didn't like the team. Mm-hmm. I love the camaraderie mm-hmm. and the way you guys treat each other inside of this environment. Mm-hmm. This makes mm-hmm. it worthwhile. Yeah. It's stressful. Right. We cannot eliminate the stress, right? But we right. can we can embrace it, mm-hmm. serve each other, listen. Right. I tell my team, look, I want you to keep a tablet on your desk, and if you come up with an idea mm-hmm. about." a better customer experience, mm-hmm. jot it down and bring it to me. Now, I remember I've been you know drinking the, the Dunkin' Kool-Aid for decades. And when me and Leslie and Scott went to Dunkin' in California uh, several times, many years in a row, we came back and worked on our conveyor belt. Mm-hmm. Literal conveyor belt, A B C from the minute the phone rings, to so post-closing and behind, we have a conveyor belt. We have a process. Everybody sure. yeah. has their place in it but but the process is only as good as people's willingness to look at the process and say, you know this isn't working really well how about if we try this mm-hmm. you know and give it credibility give it credence yeah. we're only as good as our people
0: yeah absolutely and the thing is is that i think that there you know there those conversations need to be had and um and you know and not over you know not overlook them or even excuse them You know, because everybody's busy. You know, that's that's not a reason. Let's let's take advantage of this opportunity, and see what we can do to tweak, a shift, make a little adjustment, start a new system. um, You know, include a different process to make sure that this doesn't happen again,
1: right? So
0: I think that that's just it's just right now because of the volume, it it is a big opportunity to find out where the pain points are. It's a wonderful opportunity to smooth
1: those kinks you ever watch the movie ford versus ferrari i sure did i just watched it not too long ago love that movie and and when he was out there ken miles was driving that car he came back and said this isn't working that isn't working he pushed it to the limit mm-hmm. he found the stress points this is an amazing time yeah to discover the stress points in your organization yeah right? it's it's phenomenal because when he went out and pushed the car he said well when i push it to that limit here's where the problem arises Mm-hmm. So right now there's a chance in the organizations to, on, with all the stress points, to see what the problem is and lay out plans to fix it for yeah. for the future. This exactly. is very, I look at God, you know, look what happened with mastery and live events, and look where it's driven the bus to. Yes. If that didn't happen. This wouldn't be happening. So embrace yeah. the stress points, learn from them, find mm-hmm. fixes with your team's insight, implement. And come out of this on the other side with a much, much stronger machine.
0: Exactly. Mean? Exactly. Absolutely. I can agree with you more. And and speaking of Sales Mastery, um, we are so excited about Sales Mastery. We have close to 30,000 people registered to attend Sales Mastery 2020 at digital, and it's going to be Absolutely epic. It's just going to be amazing. So, if you haven't registered, please be sure that you do. Um, Wayne, you know, I'm, we're coming up to the end of our time. So, I did want to ask you one last question. And that is you have been a high trust coach with us for four years, three um, years?
1: Yeah, going on four years.
0: Going on three years. So, it's
1: um, over three. Yes, over three years.
0: Over three years. Exactly. Cause you preceded me when I came on board and, um, and obviously been a part of the high trust ecosystem for, as you said, decades. Um, what made you decide to be a high trust coach? Why, have you maintained yourself as a high trust coach, and what would you say is one thing that has impacted your life by being a high trust coach?
1: You know, I've been teaching at the Board of Realtors in my community for 25 years. I love to teach. I have the spirit of, I love to teach. Mm-hmm. But in teaching, you learn a ton. So by, by being a high-trust coach, first of all, I'm living in an ecosystem with amazing people, Todd, you, all the people, Trevor, all the other coaches. I'm living amongst high-integrity, high high-quality people, mm-hmm. and that rubs off. But in preparing to coach, in preparing to teach, and listening to my to my coaching members, mm-hmm. you know their struggles, their challenges. What I learn is off the charts. It's, you know, you become better by teaching yourself. So, I mean, anybody out there that loves the mortgage business, you want to improve your game, <clears throat> you want to be better. If you're if you're qualified and you have the right stuff, talk to Hope about becoming a high trust coach. Because, can is there anything better than being in an environment? of people that truly have a heart, that have trust, that care. Todd is most one of the most caring people I've ever met. Yes. I know Todd, you know, I know Todd outside of high trust. I, the luxury of, of having some time alone with him. And when you get, you know, he's just a good man. He cares about people. Mm-hmm. And being in a high trust ecosystem elevates my game in preparing to coach and studying to coach, but it's listening. Not trying telling people what to do. Right. I'm trying to help them discover what to do. Right. Their own. So I've learned so much and, and it's elevated my game. When I got the call from Todd to be a coach, I was so humbled by that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh
1: my God. So if you have the right spirit, yeah. you have the right person and you're watching this, get a hold of hope. Where you know, I know you're looking for the right people.
0: Yes, I am. And so yeah. Exactly. To that point, Wayne, thank you so much. I couldn't have said it better myself. So yes, I am looking to grow the high trust coaching faculty. If you were, we would like to find out whether or not you qualify. It is a unique qualification. So please send me an email to hope.borman at high trust coaching. I would love to hear from you. And um, we're coming right up on 9 30. So I am going to wrap this up, Wayne. And um, I think let's, let's let everybody go with one challenge or one thing that they can implement this week. To improve
1: their business, script your questions. Literally, your questions. be prepared. Okay. Don't go out and wing it. Be prepared as to what you want to learn about p- potential referral partners. Mm-hmm. Be ready. Mm-hmm. Don't go out there and spew. Go out there and listen. Go out there and learn. You know, Go into the high trust and, and look at the questions and implement it. Don't mm-hmm. think about it. Look, it's hard sometimes to make calls. Mm-hmm. But when you're done, it's like exercising. I don't always feel like getting up and working out. When I'm done, I feel great. Right, exactly. Do it. Okay. Does that make sense?
0: I love that, Wayne. And thank you. And just do it. I love that piece as well. So so I'm going to challenge everyone on the call or everyone listening today or tomorrow or next week um, to ask one question. And that question is, why is this? financing important to you or what is this purchase transaction important to you what is important just ask them what whatever it is whether you're talking to a real estate agent or a buyer or a prospective refinance client ask them what is important to you about this financing this purchase whatever just ask them start asking that question that would be a great question to just kind of implement in your conversation the rest of the week
1: absolutely
0: yeah Wayne, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being a High Trust coach. We, 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 I know that you know that at High Trust, we thank you every single day because of the fact that we know that you are running a business, and in, in between running a business, you are coaching for High Trust. So we are we are incredibly grateful to you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today, and make it an amazing week. Hope to see you at Sales
1: Mastery. Thank you. Thank you very much. This is Todd Duncan. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Did you know that Elon Musk has a brain coach? If a billionaire entrepreneur who's redefining the automobile and space travel industries has a coach, I think everybody needs a coach to become the best version of themselves. You may not have dreams of launching a rocket into space, but if you wanna take your business and your life to the next level in less time with less stress, I encourage you to schedule a free coaching call with one of our certified coach consultants today. It's absolutely free, and I believe it's the opportunity you need to have your best life ever. Visit HITRUSTCOACHING.com or click the link in the show notes below to schedule today.